This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. Sports most respected fighters step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Friday, February the 12th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and Jimmy Murphy. We only have two games on the NHL slate on this uh, Friday uh, edition uh, of the show, but that's par for the course. Usually Friday is a little bit of a smaller card. We get to catch our breath. And after the night we saw last night, chaos, carnage in the National Hockey League, we need a night or a day, I should say, or a show to catch our breath a little bit after some of the stuff we saw last night. We saw the Anaheim Ducks come out of nowhere and uh, shut out the Vegas Golden Knights last night as a big underdog winner there. The Florida Panthers, uh, much to uh, my uh, dismay and uh, obviously uh, put too much stock in Florida's weak numbers uh, against or defensive numbers against weak offensive teams. They showed they could do it against the high-powered Tampa Bay Lightning last night. And if you look at uh, expected goal margin and you look at high-danger chances for that hockey game, there was nothing fraudulent, nothing whatsoever fluky about the Florida Panthers winning that hockey game. They were flat-out better start to finish than the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I know there were people saying maybe Steven Stamkos being out made a difference. I don't want to hear Lightning fans or anybody making excuses for Tampa Bay. Uh, last night. They won a Stanley Cup without Steven Stamkos last year, if memory recalls. He didn't play a whole lot last season. Uh, they showed they have plenty of depth up front, uh, and they showed they could win without him last year. I think you just have to say, you know what, enough with the Tampa Bay excuses for why they lost to Florida last night and give the Panthers their credit uh, for a good performance and for maybe showing that their defense really is a little bit better because that was the first time they really played a high-powered uh, offensive hockey team and one of the top scoring teams in the NHL uh, and the way uh, the Panthers bottled them up last night, very impressive. So Florida with a big win. We saw some crazy comebacks last night. Uh, we saw the Pittsburgh Penguins come back to beat the Islanders in a shootout. We saw Columbus in a crazy game against Chicago back and forth. Blackhawks can't hold multiple leads and, and the Blue Jackets come back 
and, and win that game. Yeah, Vancouver completely dominating offensive zone time, territorial, territorially, shots on goal, chances, you name it. But at the end of the day, all that matters is winning and losing. And uh, not enough for the Canucks. They lose to Calgary. So a lot of fascinating games. Ottawa loses again. Uh, wash, rinse, repeat there. Uh, Montreal, all of a sudden, are we getting worried about the Canadians? They lose to the Edmonton Oilers. Two losses in a row for the first time this season for the Montreal Canadiens. So lots of uh, interesting games last night. Uh, let's go around the horn, get my colleagues' thoughts on what we saw uh, in NHL action on Thursday night. We'll start with Alex B. Smith. Alex, what did you, what did you, what's your takeaways, your main uh, thoughts and opinions coming out of Thursday night? Well, like I said, I mean, it was, it was expected to see a night like this at some point during the season. You know, like I said, these teams are so familiar with one another now. Uh, and, and, you know, everything's not going to just go par for the course. Like I said, you know, we're going to see good teams like Tampa Bay and Vegas get upended. Uh, you know, you're going to see teams that normally play lower scoring pace like a Chicago Columbus, you know, just break out and have high scoring games. And, you know, uh, we'll see moving forward if, if this is just a fatigue thing or if there's, you know, some kind of issues with some of these teams uh, as far as, you know, what moves on, how these teams bounce back, especially, uh, you said, with Tampa and Vegas, for example. Uh, those two teams, I'm not too worried about them losing uh, in the style that they did. Like I said, every every team is going to have a flat spot throughout the season. So it's just, you know, like I said, it's, just, it's tough. I mean, you know, you can read the games well. I thought I had a good read on the Hawks uh, last night. Like I said, that game just, just went completely haywire in the third period. Uh, and then, you know, some other games I had a perfect read on, like the you know Pittsburgh and Islanders had that first period over easy. Uh, I said on the show that game and go to OT again. That was the fourth time in five meetings now that they go into overtime. So, uh, you know, you're going to have nights like this. And, and for, you know, newer betters, don't be discouraged. You know, there, there's going to be some bad beats uh, in this sport, just like any other sport. So, you know, you just have to kind of just roll the punches and move on to the next day. And, uh, you know, just just make notes of, you know, what happened in those games. And, and you'll know if they're aberrations or, or if they're trends. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jimmy, what are your thoughts on what we saw last night in a busy night? Yeah, you know what? Um, it's, it's interesting. And I, I think, you know, Alex made a good point there. Sometimes I, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I forget that it is just the same teams over and over playing in the same division. And it's just a cycle and a cycle. And we've seen some of these teams like the St. Louis blues and the, uh, and the Arizona coyotes who will play again tonight, uh, you know, play upwards of four five, maybe even six times in a row. Um, so you're going to have nights like this where, you know, the unexpected, uh, becomes the expected, and, and we just have to sort of really pay attention to to the little inner trends, uh, the little you know, the things maybe you wouldn't notice in a normal NHL season. We have to really focus on this year. Um, and you know, I look at some of these teams right now, guys. I don't know about you, but I mean, other than Tampa, and I know they lost last night, so it's hard to say this right now. And, and man, they got handled. And kudos, hey, Florida Panthers really made all of us eat our words. I mean, kudos to them for stepping up. You know, that, I think that was a real big statement win. I know we're only a quarter way through the season right now, but if they, I guess you're going to say they, they have to follow up at least with a win in one of the next two against the Lightning here coming up. But still, that had to be a huge relief for the Panthers and their fans uh, to get that monkey off their back because Tampa has just owned them, like I said yesterday. But yeah, just little things we have to pay attention to right now. And, you know, that also the COVID list. Uh, that, that is obviously probably the biggest thing I think like that we have to watch out for when it comes to betting is because you, we may be talking about a game right now at two thirteen PM Eastern. Uh, and as we saw with the Montreal Canadians and the Edmonton Oilers last night, 
things can change in a hurry when it comes to COVID. I mean, that game got postponed an hour because of COVID situation. So uh, just lessons learned every night and, and just apply them as we go forward. That's my take. Yeah, exactly. This is all new territory. You know, same teams playing each other multiple times in a row. Uh, you've got back-to-back -back situations, uh, more of those as well this season. So you've got all kinds of different little nuances to factor in uh, to your handicapping. And yeah, you could tell Florida that game meant a little something to them, more than your average regular season game with uh, the win against Tampa last night. Uh, let's turn our attention to tonight on the ice. We've got two games, a very small Friday slate. Uh, we got the Boston Bruins taking on the New York Rangers, and we see this money or the money line price on the Boston Bruins continuing to climb. They're up to minus one eighty now. A lot of spots at this point in time. The total five and a half, uh, slightly shaded to the over uh, in this game. Of course, the uh, Boston Bruins uh, get out of Dodge with a, a win in overtime in the uh, first meeting between these uh, two teams on Wednesday night. Uh, Brad Marchand getting the uh, overtime winner. For the Boston Bruins on a breakaway to beat Alexander Georgiev. Uh, it's going to be the different goaltending matchup tonight. It was Georgiev Rask on Wednesday night. We're going to see Shesterkin for the New York Rangers taking on Yaroslav Halak uh, tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins. It's very, very difficult to go against this Boston Bruins team. There's no question. Um, they're finding ways to win. They've won a lot of close games. I know a lot of the nitpickers and a lot of the naysayers and a lot of the people that are trying to find something wrong with the Bruins right now are going to say that they've won a lot of coin flips. They've won a lot of close games, but sometimes you also have to tip your cap to teams when they're on this kind of run and say, you know what, they're finding ways to win because their complete game is going for them uh, at this point in time. Of course, the big news for the Rangers is the absence tonight of Artemi Panarin. Uh, Breadman will not be uh, serving up uh, any bread tonight for the uh, New York Rangers. He's out uh, due to injury. Alexi Lafreniere, we're going to find out what this kid's got in his uh, tank tonight, I guess you could say. Number one overall pick has been elevated now in the absence of Panarin. Uh, top six forward role, and he's going to play on the number one power play unit tonight uh, for the New York Rangers. So definitely a lot of uh, potential for him, increased responsibility, increased minutes on the ice. He's obviously going to have more of an opportunity uh, to find the back of the net. So when I see this, these are the kind of things I like to look at when it comes to player props. And as I said the other day on the Ice Guys show, I want to make more of a case of mentioning prop betting here on this show and maybe good player props to look at. If you're going to look at anyone on the Rangers, you're going to take advantage of maybe a guy like Alexi Lafreniere because he's going to have more ice time. He's going to have more of an opportunity to score a goal, to get points, playing on the number one power play unit tonight for this game for the Rangers. So you're going to get value now on a, on a player like that because the odds makers are obviously not going to account for this uptick in minutes and opportunity that he's going to have on the ice tonight. So definitely goal scoring prop wise, definitely uh, in terms of maybe over points, maybe to, there's some books that offer to score a power play goal. Uh, you could look at that maybe for uh, Alexi Lafreniere. I do lean to the New York Rangers here a little bit. I just think the price has gotten monstrous now on Boston. Obviously, they, they're capable of winning this game. They very easily could. They're on fire right now. They're scoring. They're getting good goaltending. Defensive play has been solid. But to me, uh, I'm looking at this game potentially as one where, you know, Boston, now the price has gone up even further from Wednesday night, and it's not like, they dominated the Rangers. They had to win in overtime to get that victory. And sometimes you see this in sports, especially NHL, NBA. 
these winter sports where first game with that key player out of the lineup, everybody rallies together, rallies the troops, they pull the bootstraps up, and, and we try to win that game without him. And everybody does a little bit more, plays a little bit better. You might see this here from the Rangers tonight. So, you know, it's not really something I'm overly jumping at, but, you know, we've got two games on the card. Got to throw something out there for you guys watching and uh, listening here. So I'll, I'll throw a couple of bucks tonight, recreational st uh, amount of a wager for me here with the New York Rangers at plus 160 uh, in this game. Same thing with the over, just because you had a low-scoring game the other night. Halak's been good, but I still think Rask is better than Halak long-term. Rangers might have the opportunity to score an extra couple of goals. Boston will find the back of the net, and the game, I think, could get over this total. So for me, again, I'm not strong on either of these two hockey games tonight, but we'll go very small with the Rangers at a plus price, as well as over five and a half with the Bruins and Rangers. Alex, what's your thoughts here? Boston, New York. Yeah, I, you know, this could be a high-scoring affair, but if it is, it won't be early. I'm going to go with the first period under one and a half at minus five. Uh, Boston is at the very bottom of this. They're two and ten to the first period. Uh, you know, over going under for ten of the twelve, and three and seven uh, for the under with the New York Rangers. So, like you said, the fact that Panarin is out, Lafreniere moving up to the power play unit could take him some time to to gel that group. Uh, might not just score right away on the, on the first couple of power play opportunities they get. So, I'm gonna go with that first period under, and then this will definitely be a game where. Uh, Boston's always really, really a good team to look at in game, especially when they're down. They, you know, find ways to come back, you know, more often than not this year. So uh, I'll be looking more from that approach. But I'll, I'm in one of the first period under. All right, Alex, like in the first period under. Of course, we're recording this show live every day. You can watch it live on YouTube on the Ice Guys YouTube channel, the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel as well. So we get some interaction from people in the chat. And someone in the chat has brought brought up Mika Zibanejad and his struggles. He's got sitting on like three points this year, uh, and not and it's been absolutely stunning to see the struggles he's had uh, for the New York Rangers so far this season. But uh, He's getting chances. Uh, it, uh, uh, that, there's no question. If you watch the Boston game the other night, he was getting opportunities. He's just in that kind of funk that even the great goal scorers get into and the great offensive players. You're not going to, you're going to have those periods where the puck's just not going in for you. You're doing the right things. You're shooting the puck. You're being aggressive. You're getting your chances. You're going to the front of the net. You're getting to those, you know, you're, you're teeing it up from the face off circle. You know, you're just going to all the places you normally score, and for some reason, you're just not scoring right now. And that's going to happen in hockey. You know, sometimes you're just going to be snake bit. You know, the, the, you're going to get <laughs> bad breaks. You're going to get shots blocked. You're going to get the goaltender, obviously, uh, maybe making a 10-bell save. That kind of stuff turns over the course of time. I think there were times earlier in the season you could criticize the lack of production from Mika Zibanejad on – maybe not working to those scoring areas hard enough. I'm seeing the last couple games, though, he is doing that, and he's gotten better with that, and I think there will come a time when uh, a goal or two is going to come sooner rather than later for him. I don't like step – like, I want to see the guy get a goal first before jumping in, but once he gets a goal, it could be the floodgates open for him, and then that's a guy maybe, as soon as you see him get off the schneid, you ride Amika Zibanejad and from a prop standpoint goals, points, you know, on a daily basis once he finds it, because I think he will, and, and he has had the chances. He just hasn't had the production uh, in recent games. Uh, Jimmy, what's your thoughts here? Bruins and Rangers. Well, guys, I already, you know, kind of said it there on Twitter. I'm going, Jimmy Puckline's coming out for this one. I, I just, the way the Rangers are going right now, and then to lose Panarin, I, 
look, I, I don't argue that it's a solid logic you have that, you know, when we see the stars go down, uh, the sum of the parts come together and rise up. But I just don't see that rising up coming from this Rangers team. Um, I, I see a team that uh, a lot of people, I think, including myself, uh, thought were better than they actually are. And they're still in a rebuild. And I think it's showing right now. And uh, I think some of the younger players, uh, you know, Sabenajad, I think that's a great, uh, great point there. Uh, by Dylan Turner in our chat chat room. Yeah, he he has been getting chances. And sooner or later with a guy like that, it's going to come through. It, it's just a matter of time. It, he's not going to go forever like this. So I, I think he actually would be a solid prop tonight. He's probably going to get a lot better numbers than, you know, if you wait for him to actually get that goal uh, that he's been missing out on. So that, that could be a very solid prop for tonight. But I like the Bruins minus one and a half in this. I'm also going to take the Bruins in the first period minus a half. Uh, so those are my two plays on this game. All right, Boston puck line minus one and a half for Jimmy. Uh, and what was the uh, first period one, Jimmy? Uh, the first period, the Bruins to win the first period minus a half. All right, minus a half goal. All right, puck line, first period for uh, Jimmy with the Bruins. All in here on the Bruins here, first period yep. and the puck line uh, for the full game. Uh, next up, St. Louis and Arizona. It's game five of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm oh, sorry, um, my bad. <laughs> Actually, regular season hockey between these uh, two teams. Fifth straight meeting. And they haven't played anybody else during this time. This is going to be Arizona facing St. Louis, St. Louis facing Arizona for the fifth straight time. It's like game five of a playoff series. That's really the way you got to think of it. They've had four previous meetings. Uh, how about the Arizona Coyotes winning three of the four uh, in that span? So very impressive stuff uh, with the uh, Blues and the Coyote by the Coyotes winning, you know, in St. Louis, not once, but twice, but three times. Very impressive. Now they go to Arizona to play each other once again. We've got St. Louis in this minus 130 uh, road favorite price range, the total five and a half shaded to the under in this one. Uh, you got to give the Arizona Coyotes credit for finding ways to win games in those three. They got severely, and you could tell, severely outplayed uh, in the last game that they won uh, in St. Louis, but the Coyotes found a way uh, to win that game. You've got to give them credit for that. You look, though, at all those you know, advanced numbers. If you look at all those things that I'm really factoring in more, like I'm not going full blow, full bore analytics guy uh, this season in the NHL, but I am paying attention to stuff that I think is meaningful. Puck possession to me, I couldn't give two shits about puck possession because it's what you do with the puck. You can be skating and having the puck, but what are you doing with it? Are you getting chances? Are you just skating and through the neutral zone? Are you just playing defense? Are you getting those offensive opportunities and surges during the course of the hockey game? Because you could look at a, a great puck possession team, and they aren't generating half the opportunities, half the quality chances or high danger chances that other teams with similar puck possession numbers have. So th that's why when I look at expected goal margin and high danger chances, those are the kind of stats that I'm more interested in because then I know the team is doing something with the puck. They're, they're really threatening their opponent uh, with their, with scoring chances, particularly high quality, high danger scoring chances, uh, and obviously expected goals margin paints a very good picture. Quality of shots again with that. So those are the two stats I've really honed in on. Uh, and when you look at St. Louis, Arizona, their last meeting earlier this week, I mean, it was definitely St. Louis dominating all those areas, expected goals margin, high danger chances. Uh, it's absolutely been uh, a situation for St. Louis where they deserved a better fate the other night. But Arizona, that's the way they're going to win. You know, they're going to find a way to hang around in games, capitalize on their chances when they can. 
uh, and that's been key for them during this run. And uh, you got to be impressed with what you've seen because uh, they've been able to get uh, offense uh, even from the blue line. We saw Jacob Chikrin get on the scoreboard in the games against St. Louis. They haven't had, uh, as Don Cherry would call him, Oliver Lawson Tossum. Uh, they have not had him uh, on, on the ice for a very long period of time. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson has been uh, out and is still on the IR, uh, and yet they've still uh, been able to uh, get by on the blue line. Uh, and that whole group, Jalmerson, Goligoski, Jordan Osterley, uh, Leah Bushkin, uh, and Chikrin all stepping up uh, on that blue line. Keller, Schmaltz, and Garland's been solid enough on the top line. Christian Dvorak, Pitlick, Kraus. Derek Broussard has suddenly found the back of the net lately, and that's a guy that's kind of had a decline in his game, I think, the last season or two. So there's a lot to like right now with Arizona here going into this game. It's tough because here we are again with you know St. Louis doing the right things, controlling the flow, controlling the game multiple times against Arizona, and yet they didn't get the wins to show for it. So do you just say, you know what, Arizona's on the right side of the luck, you go back to Arizona here in this game, or do you say, you know what, at some point the worm has to turn and St. Louis at some point has to get rewarded for you know outplaying the Coyotes in a couple of these games and, and maybe not getting the win uh, in those games. Eventually that's not going to go on indefinitely. You know, when you get outplayed, when you're get, giving up more chances than you're getting. And we saw that from Arizona, particularly the last two games here uh, against St. Louis. So, again, it's um, it's not it's, – it's and I've always been. If you go back to this show, guys, we've talked a lot of Arizona Coyotes hockey. I have always had a higher opinion on Arizona than a lot of other people. There's no question uh, about that. However, I do think things – makes sense from a spot perspective tonight to back St. Louis. The price is reasonable here, minus 130. I would go with the Blues here at this price of minus 130 against Arizona. They've had a couple of extra days practice. They've really worked on things uh, in terms of getting – they want to get a hard, heavy four-check game going. They find they've been uh, – they've made mistakes, and it's cost them you know chances in terms of uh, transition game, in terms of odd man rushes. We have seen the Blues give up some. In these last few games, the Blues have really tried to hone in on really playing more of a hard, heavy, four-checking game, Be manage the puck better, be sturdy from the back end out. And look, we're still waiting for Jordan Bennington, too, to uh, continue to be consistent. He's had some really good games this season. He's had some not-so-good ones. So it's been up and down again for him, for a guy that really hasn't had his absolute best performance in between the pipes for the Blues since the Stanley Cup season in 2019. Last year was a dismal year for him compared to uh, the Stanley Cup run. Uh, and I think he's still looking to find it. But I think this sets up pretty well uh, for the Blues here tonight. Uh, again, I'm not a, not a strong opinion. It'll be a small play here on this game as well for me, but I'm going to look at St. Louis minus 130. Alex, what's your thoughts here? Blues Coyotes for the fifth straight time. Yeah, like you said, you talk about teams getting familiar with one another. I think that's, uh, the epitome of that. So they, obviously, they're going to play a two more times uh, coming forward after, after this game. So uh, it, it's just fascinating to see how this, how this ended up playing out because of, uh, you know, the COVID changes, and, you know, trying to get this series out of the way. But uh, like I said, if I had to take a shot with anybody on the side, it would be St. Louis. I just don't see them getting beat down here, especially with the, you know, the added fact of Arizona's going back home after being in St. Louis for such a long time. So you know, we talk about that angle with road trips where, you know, usually it's where a team is, you know, going two, three, four places before coming home. But uh, I'm sure it's a different kind of level of fatigue too when you've been in one place for over a week and then have to come back home. So it's still kind of the, the same uh, sort of angle. I like the first period over here in this. Uh, I've been writing this 
uh, pretty much all four games so far. Uh, previous four games, I should say, with the first period over and cash in three of them, uh, just narrowly missed in the last meeting. We got one goal uh, midway through, and then there were a couple of goal, a uh, couple of chances to hit the post uh, as well in that. So uh, at even money, I like the over in the first period. All right, so that's oh, that's over one and a half plus one hundred first period St. Louis Arizona for Alex B. Smith. Christian, Dev- even though I think St. Louis wins this game from a prop standpoint, it's hard to ignore Christian Dvorak right now uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. Six goals in the last five games for the Arizona Coyotes. Two assists, eight points in those last five games for the Coyotes for Christian Dvorak. Again, when I look at player props in the NHL. I'm looking to ride those players that are feeling it in that groove, in that rhythm, producing nightly and in a great zone. And right now, in a great zone right now offensively is Christian Dvorak for the Coyotes. So maybe you look at him once again tonight uh, to score a goal for the Blues. Uh, you would, uh, When you're looking at them from a uh, prop standpoint, uh, you know they put up 43 shots on goal You know in, in their last game. So uh, definitely um, they have had their chances. They just haven't had uh, the finish yet. I would probably look toward, you know, Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly, the captain. That's a guy I really look to in a big game like this. They need to break the schneid. Uh, They need to get a win, bounce back, you know, during this little slump they've had against Arizona. The captain of the Blues, you know, he's found the back of the net six points in the last five games. Uh, He scored a couple of goals uh, in in this uh, series against Arizona. So Ryan O'Reilly definitely makes some sense. As I like to say, oh, 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 O'Reilly auto parts. Uh, I think it's time for Ryan O'Reilly in a big game like this to uh, get uh, the Blues back on the schneid. And how better to do that than maybe getting on the score sheet. So I think O'Reilly may be someone you look at tonight as well from a prop standpoint. David Perron maybe as well. Five points in his last five games. Again, I like to be betting props with players that are uh, feeling it right now, playing well, producing. Uh, David Perron doing that as well right now uh, for the St. Louis Blues. Jimmy, what's your take here? St. Louis, Arizona. You know what? My take's going to be the same exact thing as it was in the first game. I'm going to take the uh, the Blues and the puck line here, and then the Blues to win the first period. All right, there we go. First period and and a full game. So uh, St. Louis Blues first period. Did you want to go money line or puck line or half a goal with uh, St. Louis? I'll go the half a goal. Half a goal, exactly, to get a much better uh, plus price with that, no doubt about it. Uh, And also St. Louis uh, on the puck line, minus one and a half uh, in this one at a very solid plus price as well for Jimmy uh, in this one. Uh, All thinking the Blues bounce back. And again, they were definitely unlucky, unfortunate. Uh, in the last game against Arizona that they played in St. Louis. Just had all the chances, had all the pressure, uh, and just uh, found a way to lose that game 4-3 in a shootout. So it sets up well, though. St. Louis has actually been very good on the road this year. Excellent, actually. Uh, You could argue they played maybe even a little bit better on the road than they have at home this year. So uh, we think there's a chance for the Blues. Yeah, Jordan Cairo of the Blues. Thank you. Someone in the chat, Dylan, again, mentioning that. Yes, Jordan Cairo is always someone to consider from a blue standpoint, he has been a breath of fresh air. He's been a bright uh, light for them offensively this season. And uh, you know, they're giving him uh, a lot of opportunity as well in terms of ice time. So Jordan Cairo off to a nice start for the blues this year, offensively. Again, that's someone maybe 
potentially consider for player props tonight uh, in this game as well in terms of points and maybe to score a goal as well. All right, that is the Friday card, two games. Uh, Boston Rangers, St. Louis, Arizona. We'll get to best bets in a second. I know it's a small two. They're not they're they're quote unquote best bets because they're pretty much they're small bets for me, but we like throwing out a best bet there uh, on this show. It's important to note, by the way, this is a good thing for time to mention it. Best bet, there's some nights the best bet is barely more of a wager for me in terms of unit size than the rest of them. So when we but again, I've done these shows long enough to know that you got to have a best bet segment. It's just, it's ingrained in sports betting shows and podcasts and the viewers demand it. The listeners demand it. You know, when you're giving out picks, they want a best bet or a top play uh, at the end of every episode. But just a disclaimer that there's some days I'm stronger on the best bet than a lot of my other bets. And then there's some days where the best bet is just an equal amount for me, wager size in terms of wager amount as the rest of my plays that day. So just be aware of that. But again, like I say, uh, I've heard lots of comments from viewers and listeners for the multiple shows I've done in the sports betting sphere here on YouTube for years to know that, Hey, if you're going to do a show, you got to have some kind of best bet segment. It's just, uh, it wouldn't feel right without it. And if you didn't do one, you're going to hear about it from everybody watching and listening. So uh, just a little disclaimer with that, before we get to best bets for this short two game card, a reminder, Make sure you sign up at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code THPN, which of course stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. You'll get uh, lots of uh, ex exclusive deals with that and ability to boost your bet for, say, for example, the Denver Nuggets, LA Lakers NBA game coming up this Sunday. You could bet the over, get a boost in your bet there. A lot of uh, uh, opportunities and deals to take advantage of. Again, sign up with the DraftKings Sportsbook and use the promo code THPN. All right, best bet for Friday. Let's go to Alex B. Smith. Uh, two games, not a whole lot to choose from. Slim pickings, but if you had to make one a best bet, what would it be? I'm going to go with the Bruins-Rangers first period under. Uh, at minus five. Like I said, these two teams have been trending low early in, in games, especially with Boston. Like I said, 2-10 to the first period under uh, this year. So that's my best bet for tonight. All right, there we go. We got the Bees and the Rangers, the first period under uh, one and a half for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, where are you going for best bet? Guys, I'm going to go with that Bruins puck line uh, in the first game tonight. Give me the, the Bruins minus one and a half is my best bet. All right, Bruins minus one and a half, Jimmy Murphy's best bet. Mine is going to be St. Louis minus 130 uh, against Arizona. Uh, I just, the situation's right. Uh, you know, it's the St. Louis Blues could have easily won uh, the last meeting against Arizona deserved a better fate. Now they get to go on the road, come together as a team, really focus on the task at hand. That's winning hockey games, breaking out of this losing streak. I think they do that tonight. St. Louis minus 130 against Arizona for my uh, Friday best bet. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, a reminder that we're going to be doing this show live Saturday and Sunday this weekend at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time, earlier start to the show because we want to get all the uh, games uh, in uh, for Saturday and Sunday. It's Hockey Day in Canada uh, on CBC and Rogers Sports. Right. tomorrow, the annual tradition. So you have an afternoon uh, Ottawa-Winnipeg matchup to get the day started. So definitely looking forward to that. We'll break it all down for you tomorrow, uh, Saturday, noon Eastern time for our next edition of the Ice Guys. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live on YouTube, you can tune into the audio podcast version 
of the show. Download it, listen to it on the go, wherever you may be. The audio podcast version of the Ice Guys. Uh, make sure you check that out uh, and uh, download the podcast if you can't watch us live. Uh, for Jimmy Murphy and Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.